podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Wow. Full of despair. despair. Elation, if anything. From years of hurt, disappointment and... Promotion. Two British football fans have had enough. Let's not be hasty. Canary Bird Elliot Holman on, and wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Found it. Pride. Found it. Passion. Found it. In search of silverware. Nailed it. And they found Major League Soccer. And the Premier League as well. Uh, hi to UK LAFC who suggested we probably need a new intro. Oh, here we go. Okay, so... It wasn't uh, me. It wasn't me. No, for weeks you were like, US Open Cup, US Open Cup. They're out, Atlanta won, and now he's back to, oh, remember the Premier League? Yeah, but what did I say about the Open Cup? Overrated. Ah, uh, here we go. Pointless competition. Shall we start the podcast? Lego! This is the MLS UK Show. We're back. I apologise for our absence, mainly my fault, but it's all good. We're on again. This is Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Let's see what we've got on the MLS UK show today. We start with the game with a change of name, as always. However, we've got a couple of guests on the show. Greg Ranjit Singh from Orlando City and Tyler, who's a Columbus fan, will both be on the show today. Also, uh, another new feature to share with you, which I'm quite excited about. We'll play the Jason Christ is right as well. Plus, I feel we need a little bit of a catch up on uh, what's been going on in the last 19 weeks since we last did a podcast. Welcome to the MLS UK show. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. So much to talk about today. Uh, we didn't mention it there, but of course, Wayne Rooney's leaving MLS. That's happened in our little break. So uh, tons and tons to cram into the next 60 minutes. Yeah, a little chat on Wayne Rooney and of course Mike Petke as well, who's been sacked from RSL. We'll get to that in just a bit. Um, actually, should we start as we always do? With a check. <laughs> and that is why it's the game with a change in name because <laughs> you never get it right um, okay so if you haven't heard this before welcome along thanks for having a little listen um, the game with the change in name is where we give you the career path of a um, footballer forward slash soccer player um, who's played in MLS and you have to try and guess who it is Yes, uh, we've had quite a few people send uh, suggestions in, actually, so we'll be uh, doing those over the next few weeks. But you found one. You were so excited when we met up like an hour ago. You're like, oh, I've got this player. I can't yeah. believe we've not done this play before. So. Well, I didn't know that they played in MLS. Really? No. Okay. I don't, I, I don't know. what it was, it was a while ago, to be fair. So, today's player on the game with a changing name started at Swedish side Halmstad in 1994. Great start. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that's really given you a clue. Zlatan? I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow, okay, well, he's got it. Right. Um, they then moved... I'm, I'm going to do that thing where I omit a team just because I think it might be a bit too easy. Okay. Because I tried it on someone in the office who don't even watch MLS and they got it straight away. Right. So, um, they then moved to a Premier League team. Yeah. And they played 216 times for this team. Right, okay. Then moved to West Ham. Right. Made 25 appearances before making the leap across the Atlantic to Seattle. They played for Seattle in 2009 and moved to Chicago in 2010. How many years were he at that unnamed Premier League team? Probably about 10. I've kind of got an idea, but I'm just going on the fact that this guy's Swedish. And he came to mind when you said it. So I, I it, there must be something in that, but I'll... Uh... I'll give you my answer at the end of the show. Okay. Do you want to tell me the team you think it is off off air? Okay. Yeah? Right. Mike's going down. Incorrect. Oh! <laughs> right, okay. Oh, I think I know who you're thinking of. With the with the beard? I think he had a beard. Oh, okay. No, you'd know, you'd know he had a beard. Mm. Um, uh, also played for Celtic and retired in 2014. Oh, right, okay. Not a clue, then. It's a really good one. I'm, I'm happy with this. Someone, someone will get it because I think it's quite high profile, but I never knew they played in MLS. I'm quite ashamed of myself. So get in touch with us at MLS UK Show on all the socials. Screenshot where you're up to in the podcast if you think you know the answer. Uh, don't cheat. We know if you go to the end, get the answer and come back. We don't, but we kind of know. 
Um, so get in touch if you think you know. We've got our sources. Um, so must apologise, not done a podcast in a couple of weeks, and this is mainly my fault. So the radio station that uh, myself and Henry work at, where we're recording right now, um, I've been moved on to the breakfast show for three weeks. And I'm not going to lie to you, that means getting up at half four in the morning, driving for an hour to work, doing a four-hour breakfast show, which is um, taxing, to say the least. And I then pretty much just spend the rest of my day in bed. <laughs> Whereas I work in the evenings. But it's been quite eventful, though, in the time we've had away. Of course, US Open Cup, which we're not going to talk much about, but Atlanta got to the final. Um, Pointless competition, really, isn't it? Well, what have, have you been up to in the last three weeks? Um, coming to work, going home, going to bed, watching MLS. And that's it. Oh, OK. I bought a house, moved in, and uh, got a massive burn on the back of my hand yeah i mean the house is cool and all that but can we just talk about the but that's serious but that's a serious burn <laughs> i did it i did it with gravy as well <laughs> so, right if you're not from the uk you need to understand right split the uk in half so birmingham's in the middle yeah anything above birmingham is the north right and northern people like it's so stereotypical that northern boys love gravy we do henry <laughs> Yeah, poured gravy over his hand because he loves it so much. You're not supposed to bath in it. <laughs> no, well, it was in a, a tub. It was a takeaway, so I've poured it onto my meal, and then as I've picked it, I don't know, I've, I must have squeezed it, and it's come out the other end, and, and it didn't hurt, but then as I've sort of wiped it away, I thought, You've right. literally got skin missing. It's horrible. Yeah, it's uh, it's rank, but um, I did put it on my Instagram. I put it on my Instagram story because I don't want it sticking around, so apologies if you saw that. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, I've been in the wars. I've also moved house. You've just been working, basically. So mm. I mean, I moved house um, closed season. Didn't want it to affect the podcast, but whatever. Well, you know, I, I thought it would be great content for the <laughs> podcast, so that's why I did it. Have you got any, uh, managed to work any MLS merch? Because I know what it's like when you move in with a girl. Um, have you managed to get any merch sort of up on the walls or has it been relegated to drawers or even the garage? Well, before we moved in, um, my girlfriend Poppy, who does the kit reviews, of course, at the start of every season. Um, oh, funny story, actually. We met someone who listens to the podcast and I was with Poppy at the time and they said, they were talking to me about it and then they went, oh, are you his girlfriend, you do the kit reviews, right? <laughs> she was made up. She was so made up that somebody had remembered us. So. Can I just say, we we used to put together do a, a national radio show and we used to go out and probably twice a year I'd get asked for a selfie by someone. Yeah. You've met someone who listens to this podcast, like not even famous through the radio, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. podcast, which is ridiculous. Um, to be fair to Poppy, like I, I lived with her before this and it was her house, so I thought, well, I can't really be putting all my stuff up. Mm. Yet now it's half my house in a new house golden spikes on the wall <laughs> yeah i'm make. i'm sort of i've got like a little office room so i'm slowly but surely putting stuff up but my mum went to toronto she recently got married so she went to see niagara falls on mm-hmm. uh, her honeymoon we went to toronto and, and uh, they got me like a t-shirt a toronto t-shirt so i can add that now to the dc united uh, with pride scarf that we got sent yeah, yeah. Uh, my atlanta shirt and obviously the the Orlando T-shirt that I'm going to have to wear next <laughs> next month at the Exploria Stadium. Um, you just mentioned your Atlanta shirt, right? Now, I was I was going to do this like just off air, but I think we should I think we should mention it now. You've got your Atlanta shirt. It's the last year's away one, right? Yeah, the grey one. Yeah. Um, do you want to bring it in tomorrow, right? And have a little think about how I may be able to help with that on something I'm doing this weekend. Ah, okay. And Norwich are playing Newcastle United. And who plays for Newcastle? Miggy. Miggers. All right. If I tell you what, right? If you got Almer on to sign that shirt, yeah. I'll not only wear an Orlando City T-shirt. I'll also wear a scarf when I go, like some sort of Mister Potato Head. I'll add stuff to <laughs> to my outfit. If you got Miggy to sign that, I'll wear a scarf as well. That's okay. how. That's how made up I'll be. Okay. Challenge accepted. Okay. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll bring it in. Uh, right. We need to recap what happened uh, at the weekend in MLS. Yeah. I mean, snapshot of the East, very different to the West. So Philly, still top of the East. However, looking over their shoulders at Atlanta United. Yes. Atlanta scraped a win in the end. but uh, To be fair, though, they deserved the win. And they should have had a penalty at the end as well. Another one. It, Why am I being nice about Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, a win's a win, home win, 
they they're performing well at home. They got an, uh, they beat LA Galaxy as well, didn't they? So uh, yeah, it's I think Atlanta will finish top personally. No, it's not just because I support them. I just think they'll finish top of the conference because they've got I don't know they've just they've got that bit of buzz about them at the moment. And I think that'll continue to the end of the season. Do you remember when Montreal were keeping pace with Philly? It was Montreal and Philadelphia that were that were like the top two. Montreal now seventh. Yeah, good win for Chicago Fire, though. We Steinsteiger, the late hero. Nice of him to... Yeah, turn up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many years have you been there? No, I'm joking. But uh, Chicago, Chicago, that team, you don't want to quite write them off. However, every time you get excited about them, they let you down. Yeah. Much like another team, I know. Um, DC, sticking with the East, DC, um, it's going to go one of two ways now, isn't it? They're third. Um, they've added to the roster, but they're also losing Waza. Mm. didn't play at the weekend apparently ill not sure on that um, it's going to go one of two ways they're either going to go and you know right to the end make the playoffs or it could just be free fall yeah you're right I think Kamara's a good signing for him um, love Ola Kamara by the way yeah I think we need that bit of MLS experience and for me if I would like to think that Rooney will actually finish the season he will you know make a yeah play do have a big part of dc season i think bringing kamara in he's not only looking to next season but i think they thought you know what we've got a great chance here of winning the mls cup or at least getting to the final let's just bring in another striker to help rooney and let's just go for it and there's a great start on the at the weekend 2-1 against la galaxy yeah kamara is going to be a massive player for them next season so it's nice that he's there he's arrived he's there early can settle in um, which you know can take some time, but he knows the league well. He's obviously been at Columbus. He's uh, been at LA. Uh, lost his green card. Had to surrender his green card um, when he went to. Is it China? He went to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so actually, interestingly, he's going to take up an international roster spot for now mm. because he's of course Norwegian. But uh, love Ola Kamara. He's one of the first players that I really got to know in MLS. So just before we leave this game, uh, we want to bring your attention to this because a friend of the show, James, who does the DC United Kingdom podcast, he actually had uh, DC United's Quincy Amariqua on the uh, on his podcast, which he put out in the last few days. And Quincy Amariqua is a really interesting character. <laughs> I would strongly recommend listening to this interview because he says loads of really interesting stuff. He says that he doesn't really like watching soccer he didn't watch it as, as a kid he didn't have that player that he always looked up to joseph martinez said that the other day as well it's it's a bit strange isn't it? but i guess because it's not the like in in the uk you can't move for soccer mm. if you don't like soccer you still know what's going on because it's everywhere i guess maybe that part of the world it's not um but there's this clip in particular from the uh from the interview that we want to bring to your attention this is what he had to say about marking zlatan at the weekend how was it, Mark and uh, Zlatan? It was interesting. I was a little disappointed, to be honest. I was expecting his mentality to be stronger. He's bigger physically, but I'm bigger mentally, so it balanced out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bold. Uh, yeah. Um, definitely check out the DC United Kingdom podcast this week featuring Quincy Amariqua. Uh, DC United Kingdom, of course, falling under our uh, hashtag MLSUK umbrella. Also, shout out for Finding Toronto as well. One of their guys went over to Toronto recently mm. and uh, we documented it, so check them out because that was really interesting. Now, um, over to the West. LAFC, congrats on winning the Supporters' Shield. LAFC. Have you given it to them already? Uh, mate, come on. Like that, They're too far ahead now. The roster's too good. The results are too good. The performances are incredible. They're, they're, it's over. What are they on? Over 50 points now? 55 or something? 55 points. It is over, yeah. Whether they can do it in the playoffs, we've seen in the, a couple of... I know they beat Atlanta, but especially the LA Galaxy game, yeah, yeah. you know, a couple of the big games that maybe they've uh, not had that experience as a team yet. But, you know, as we saw with Atlanta last year, you, there's only one way to get that experience, and that's playing them. They're 16 points clear of Seattle Sanders. Yeah, 10 points clear of Philly in the uh, Supporters' Shields. Yeah, it's over. Told it's, it's all <laughs> over. They've, I mean, their, their home record, they're still unbeaten. 10 wins, one tie. Mm. That's a great home record. Obviously, finishing first, as we imagine they will do, will mean that they'll be playing at home in the playoffs. So you'd fancy them, and then you'd fancy them to be at home in the MLS Cup final as well. The West is different to the East, though. So you've got Sounders on 39 points, um, but then it's so tight. Minnesota and San Jose both on 38. Galaxy and RSL on 37. It's still mm-hmm. up for grabs. And it doesn't, 
particularly matter where you finish, but also you want to finish strong. So, um, you know, if Seattle can hold on to that second spot, it's not going to be easy because Minnesota look a force this year as well. And there's teams like Portland on the outside. Mm. Houston Dynamo are unpredictable. Um, and SKC, I know they've they've not been winning lately, but you still fancy that they'll, they'll, there's, there's some sort of form still left in SKC somewhere. So it's going to be an exciting end to the season. Now, um, we started something on the last podcast. We need to... Uh, I said that we'd both eliminate a team from each conference mm-hmm. um, each time we do a podcast. So... Um, who did you select first time round? Uh, we both went with Cincy in the East. Yeah. And then in the West, I think one of us went for Colorado and one of us went for Vancouver, I think. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said Colorado. Right, okay. But either way, I'm going to eliminate Vancouver this time. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm going to... Okay, so we'll both... I'll eliminate the other one in the West. So we've both got Colorado and Vancouver yep. who have been uh, eliminated. So... As you said, we're going to be eliminating teams until the playoffs are what we think the playoffs will look like. No, we moved to the East. We both got rid of Cincy. Yeah, this is tougher though. You do yours first. Okay, now looking at the standings, mm-hmm. could go obvious, and the next team up is Columbus. Yep. Not going to do that because they've added so many players to the roster. Now, I'm not saying that's going to work. I'm just saying they've probably got more of a chance of moving up and probably not going to finish second from bottom yeah so again despite their win i'm gonna go for chicago they're not showing me enough to say that they're gonna completely turn it around and make it so I, it's a bit harsh but i'm i'm going chicago okay that's bold they're only three points off uh the playoffs at the but moment it's, it's t- all those teams are close now hmm I, I'm going to go columbus we speak to tyler later on who's a columbus fan and he, he does say that you know, there's there's that bit more expectation there now they've made signings mm. and the manager settled in. However, I am going to go Columbus. I think seven points off. Yeah, I think that's too much personally for for a side that I think this last weekend's game against Cincy was a big game for them um, to try and get a bit of momentum. It didn't happen. They went two 0 down, pulled it back to two two, but still not a, a win, especially at home. They've still got that Cincy away game to come, which I think will be difficult for them with the atmosphere that's expected there. I, I can't see them making up that ground, so I'm going to knock Columbus out. Wow. Okay. So Cincy and Columbus gone from the East for you. Uh, Cincy and Chicago for me. Uh, right, coming up on the show, this is uh, I'm really excited about this. We're going to be crowning our, well, it's like an unofficial MLS champion. We'll explain more later mm. on. But it's a team that you wouldn't expect who are our unofficial champion at the moment. Uh, but right now, let's introduce our first guest on the show. And I'm so excited for this because you were unavailable. As we said before, you were, you were doing breakfast mm. Radio and of course with a time difference. Yeah, when I start the breakfast show, it's uh, one a.m. in the east of America and still like what ten ten p.m. nine p.m. in the west. So can't be doing interviews with players in America. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I had to do it. Um, And we spoke to Greg Ranjit Singh of Orlando City, but we spoke to him the day after the Atlanta US Open <laughs> I'm Cup. I'm glad match. I wasn't there for this. So I was so excited and I was I was in two minds. I was like, I had the devil on my shoulder, which was like, go in on him. Your team has just beaten Orlando. Go in. Oh, you lost the semi-final. And then I had the angel on the other shoulder going, Henry, you are a presenter. A, you know, you need to be respectable. Impartial. Impartial. You're talking to an MLS player. We, you know, we've had a quite a few on the show recently. We don't want to get a bad rep. So here's what happened. And sorry, Atlanta fans, but I went with what the Angel said. The MLS UK Show. Welcome to the MLS UK Show. Henry here, and I'm delighted to say joining us is Orlando City goalkeeper Greg Ranjit Singh. How are you doing, Greg? I'm very good. Thanks for having me on, Henry. Sorry to start on a downer, but it is the uh, the morning after the night before, after the semi-finals. Um, what's the mood like in the dressing room this morning? Uh, obviously, you know, heartbreaking. I think, you know, we went on a good run there. It was really exciting for the city to be able to play in a game, a semi-final match in a cup. You know, I don't think in the history of Orlando City, I mean, except for USL, but at the MLS level, we've... Uh, you know, got into a game that had such importance. So definitely heartbreaking for the lads not to get this one, but I think a great learning experience for us uh, moving forward. 
Yeah, well, like you said, moving forward, I guess it, it's giving the whole club like that bug now, hasn't it, to maybe do it next year and the year after and do go what that one step further. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, we really made a statement. Uh, we gave a lot of people some belief that, you know, this club is here to do some good things. And I think uh, you can see uh, the past hasn't been so great, you know, since Orlando's coming to the MLS. So, uh, you know, we haven't made playoffs and... Uh, I think this year has been really special. We have a real chance to uh, make it into the playoffs and moving forward to, you know, be a powerhouse in this league. So is that the aim now going forward the rest of the season is trying to get in the playoffs? Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, obviously with Open Cup out of the way now, now that we've, you know, we've been eliminated last night, I think full focus is um, getting into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, so you find in obviously in the squad uh, for Orlando um, yourself, Brian Rowe, and uh, Adam Grimwis, who we had on the show the other week. Um, like, yes, they chose. They seem to have chose Adam to uh, to be the cup goalkeeper this year. Yet you've played in MLS. So, what's the sort of situation with the goalkeepers at the moment with Orlando? Yeah, I think we have such a good group of goalkeepers. I think we're all really close on and off the field. We push each other. I think the staff has a great belief in all of us, and uh, that's why we've all gotten opportunities to play. But I think it's great. You know, we're all playing at a high level, and we're all pushing each other. So it challenges us to to be better every day in training because if you have a guy behind you that's playing and doing well, it only pushes yourself to do well uh, as well. You know what I mean? So it's great to have such a high level of training, high level goalkeepers around, and just obviously great guys on and off the pitch. Yeah, well, when Adam was on the show a few weeks ago, he pointed out and said that Orlando City, the, the whole squad is a great squad and uh, you really uh, bounce off each other and you, you're all good friends. Uh, for you and Adam, say, in particular, is it sort of a friendly rivalry? I guess, I guess you're, you're both trying to take Brian's spot, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I guess that's the nature of the business, right? Uh, I think we all know that we all want to play. And that's fine. You know, I know that, you know, when I'm if I, you know, get the chance to be number one, that, you know, both those guys are going to, you know, be on my back, like trying to get that spot as well. And I'm, I know Brian Rowe knows that as well. It's it, we're all comfortable with each other and we all understand, you know, how the how the position works. But equally off the field, we're all really good friends. You know, we can text each other, talk to each other. We go out to eat, you know, me and Adam, we're, we text a lot. We send each other, you know furniture whatever it is since uh you know we're into that we send each other music we send each other a bunch of stuff so i've gotten really close with adam especially just because you know i can relate to him a lot you know both of us coming from the usl so i think this year we've gotten really close and understand each other from you know a personal level and of course on the field sorry did i hear that right so you're sending each other furniture yeah we we, we uh we like furniture you know he's big into decorating his apartment and furnishing it you know he uh made a big purchase this year bought some designer chair and he's all excited about it and i kind of jumped on that and i'm looking into a few pieces too he's from michigan so he's uh really big into like the charles eames pieces so that's that's his thing and i kind of jumped on the the wagon there too with him all the stereotypes that we get about soccer players, in particular here in England, that you and Adam are just sending each other furniture. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so is that all? Yeah, if we were going to your conversation on your and say WhatsApp, is that just all your pictures are just? Hey, look at this uh, chair. Look at this wardrobe. If you look at our Instagram history, it'll just be like Eames' office. It'll be like a little lounge chair in the background. Like, wow, look at that little, you know? That's what it's <laughs> like. We, we just we just appreciate things like that. We, uh, I'm glad that, you know, there's another guy on the team that has an understanding and appreciation for it. So it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what do the other players in the roster think of you and Adam with your furniture obsession? I mean, for me, I didn't. I haven't made any big uh, purchases. I'm just in like looking around, but... I know when he came in for preseason, he had bought this like really expensive chair and people were like, mate, what are you doing spending that much on a lounge chair? So he got <laughs> he got some banter from the squad for that, but it's all good. <laughs> um, so as I said before, you uh, you got to play in MLS earlier this season in Seattle. I mean, what, what was that like for an experience? Yeah, it was great. You know, I've gotten two MLS games in the season so far, and both have been in like a way crazy atmosphere. The first one was in Seattle, and the second was in Portland. And, you know, both of those stadiums are amazing, and their fan bases are great. So 
going up there was, you know, it was a great environment to play in. And I was really grateful uh, for the opportunity to play in them. And I think, you know, like I said, we've got three goalkeepers. Well, we have four goalkeepers, one on loan, but three in Orlando right now that I just think that every day we've been training so well and pushing each other so hard. So when we do get these opportunities, we're ready for them. So when I when I was uh, called on the game sheet for that day, I, I felt I was ready. I had all the preparation for the game and, you know, I took it and then I was happy with my performance. So here's what, something I want to ask about Portland and, and you're probably the best person to ask at the moment is, as we know, when Portland score... Timber Joey gets his chainsaw out. Is that distracting? <laughs> no, like was that behind? Was that happening behind you, or was it at the other end of the pitch when when that happened? I had no idea that they really did that. I mean, I, I had like I've seen they had like a huge log, and you know, after games, some of the players, if they made their debut, they'd hold up like this big piece of that log, you know. But I had no idea they would really do it during the game, so. When I heard it, I was, I was like, what's what's going on? That chainsaw behind me? But it, was, it was super – and the fans are loud. And then the chainsaw's going, you can't hear anything. I'm As a goalkeeper, trying to try and talk to your team in front of you with, a you know, 25,000 fans and a chainsaw, it's, <laughs> it's almost impossible. But it was great. It was a great experience. I enjoyed it. So if that I know obviously as a goalkeeper you wouldn't be get you know scoring a goal and getting a a bit of a log but if you uh, if you played for a team that did something like that you know as, as someone who's into his furniture where would you stick a bit of uh, a bit of tree <laughs> where would you stick that log in the house where would it go well go yeah, well maybe maybe I make it into a nice little coffee table or something <laughs> like that put it put it in the corner or something. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about your journey so far, Greg. Uh, you went to Mercer University and then on to uh, Louisville City. Like, what's the difference? Well, the main difference between playing in USL and MLS in terms of quality or atmosphere or what can you put your finger on? I think obviously in the MLS you have uh, some world co- world class players, like especially in Orlando. You know, we have a player like like Nani coming into the team, so. Definitely, there, there are players in this league that are just that have tremendous quality, tremendous talent, and uh, you know technical ability. So you kind of have to uh, adjust to that. You know, the speed of players are much much quicker. You know, shots are you know much more precise. You know, crossing you know, a lot of them are whipped in, whereas you know maybe USL some of them are lofted in. So you have to, uh, as a goalkeeper, it's a lot. It's not it's not a lot to adjust to, but it's just minor things that you know the game's moving a little quicker especially you know the games that i've been in you have to know how to read them like when you go away to seattle and portland when the atmosphere has so much impact on the game as an away team coming in when you're you know maybe defending for long spells you have to know when to take the air out of the game so just understanding the game and then obviously adjusting to the speed of it as well and so louisville city obviously you spent was it three years four years there I was there for four years. Yeah. So they're one of the franchises that are, are rumoured to be looking at getting into MLS. What do you think they'd bring to the league if they got one of those spots? Uh, I think Louisville City is a, it's a great organisation. You know, they've got an amazing ownership uh, ownership group there. You know, I'm actually close with a few of them. John Neese, one of them who's, uh, you know, really helped me out in my career and with my family as well when I was down there. So... A lot of thanks to them. And I, I just think they, you know, they have the right idea. You know, what they're doing with that stadium, it's it's like, it's grown like a weed over there. It's just, I see pictures every week and it's just growing and being built so quickly. So hopefully that'll be up soon. And I just think they, they're doing everything right there. They got a great product on the field. You know, the, since the four years that I was there, very successful, two championships back to back. And uh, I just I, I think they're they're the full package. You know they have a great product in the field. They got a great ownership group, and you know they have a great fan base. So if they do make the jump to MLS, I think that'll be great for the city because I know you know the ownership group, the fans, the players they all they all deserve it. So that'd be great. So despite being born in Canada, being from Canada, you uh, have set your allegiances. It seems to be uh, playing for Trinidad and Tobago. Now I know your your dad's from Trinidad, but was that always a, an ambition of yours, or was it just? Well, they came in first, so I'll go play for them. Yeah, so basically, for me, and my mentality throughout my whole entire career was 
obviously to maximize my potential and play at the highest level possible. And from an international standpoint, obviously playing for your national team and getting national team game is just going to propel, you know, your ceiling and, and your career. And Trinidad was basically the first to approach me. Um, my dad being Trinidadian, I was able to get uh, citizenship pretty easily. So I kind of went that route. Obviously, you know, being a dual citizen, you know, many people may think that I, I made the choice of Trinidad or, or I turned down Canada. But for me, the case was, you know, Trinidad was showing the interest and they gave me the opportunity. Whereas, you know, Canada, I think their their player pool is much, much, much bigger. And a lot of goalkeepers also deserve the opportunity and they, and they were given it, you know. So I went the route where I was wanted. And yeah, that's kind of where why I went that way of Trinidad. So you're in the Trinidad Gold Cup squad uh, for the recent tournament in, in the US. I mean, that must have been a great experience for you. That experience was great, you know, just being able to be involved with you know the games when we play against uh the first game was against panama in uh the minnesota stadium great stadium and a great side so just getting a taste of you know what it's like to be involved with you know these games it was huge the gold cup was an amazing tournament so i obviously took that uh experience and you know this i learned a lot from it just being able to see that level of play so Next step, is it the World Cup and trying to get into uh, get to Qatar? Yeah, of course. Like I said, my whole career, it's been maximizing my potential. So I think from the international standpoint, I'm just, I'm just kind of focusing on club and whether, because obviously I haven't been capped by either nation, Canada or Trinidad. So I'm just keeping, you know, my cards open. And, of course, you know, the World Cup coming around, uh, I want to be part of qualifications, whether it's, you know, Trinidad or Canada. And I'm just going to focus on my club because that's what gets you there. If you if you perform well with your club, then you get called into the national team. So as long as I, you know, stay on processing and, you know, keep my, my training habits and my mentality right, then, you know, you get there. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. Greg Ranjitsing and Adam Grinwis going furniture shopping. Why is this not on TV? This is a reality show that we need. I like it though. I love I love this Orlando side, regardless of how it, things are going on the pitch. I think similar to what I say about Norwich is that they you know they didn't strengthen a lot because I think the atmosphere in the in the team is very good. And obviously we spoke to Adam Grinwis who said said exactly that the uh, atmosphere the morale within the group is very good and it's the secret to it is furniture shopping <laughs> so Cincinnati Columbus get yourselves shopping <laughs> so thanks Greg for being on the show if you've not heard any of our other interviews with MLS players we had uh, Dane St. Clair on from Minnesota United last time we had Adam Grimwis uh, Greg's furniture buddy on <laughs> a couple of weeks ago as well um, we've had Mo Adams on. That was on episode one of season two. So catch up with all of them. The Mo uh, one, by the way, I've listened to retrospectively. It's brilliant because he talks about being traded. Uh, and he's like, you never know what's going to happen. And of course, he was at Chicago when we yeah. spoke to him. Uh, and he's been traded mid-season to Atlanta. And it's like, what a whirlwind of a season. Uh, so listen back to them. And we've already got our next guest lined up. So we're hoping to chat to him in the next few days. So that'll be on the next episode. You know how we've had Adam Grinwis? Yeah. Goalkeeper. We've had Dane Sinclair, goalkeeper. Yeah. And we've just had Greg Ranjitsing, goalkeeper. Yeah. Henry. Yeah. What position does our next guest play? Striker! Yay! <laughs> We're out of the goalkeepers' union. <laughs> the MLS UK Show. Okay. Good evening and welcome to the Jason Christ is right. I'm your host, Elliot Holman, and our contestant today, Henry Hewitt. Come on down! Start the theme tune. Uh, okay, so if you're hearing this for the first time, this is literally the price is right. It's higher or lower, <laughs> but we're dressing it up. Uh, and because the the other feature is, has got a changing name, uh, we decided that we can just call it price is right. Uh, so we went for player puns. Um, started with the Jamal Campbell price is right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then stumbled quite quickly upon Jason Christ and thought, actually, do you know what? This is this is good. Yeah. yeah. And it works really well today because he's actually in the feature. 
What's the category? The category is um, because Joseph Martinez has scored the most consecutive goals in MLS. Yeah. Uh, most goals in consecutive games in Ten MLS. He's just beating his own record. I've gone for all-time MLS scorers. Oh, okay. We'll start. I'll give you the first one. Okay. Landon Donovan. Right, okay. 145 MLS goals. But has Kai Kamara scored more or less? Well, this is pretty easy considering that I know Landon Donovan is second in the list and I know who's first and it's not Kai Kamara, so I'm going to go with lower. Okay. So Landon Donovan's got 145. Have a guess at Kai Kamara's. Uh, 112? It's 123. Oh, close. Has Bradley Wright Phillips scored more or less than Kai Kamara's 123? Mm. BWP got 100 last year, so I don't think he's scored 23 since then, so I'm going to go lower. About 107, I reckon. Oh, it's 108. <sighs> Taylor Twelman, higher or lower than BWP's 108? Um, We'll go lower. It's 101. Ah. Very good at this. DC's Jamie Moreno, higher or lower than Taylor Twelman's 101. We're getting into MLS that I weren't watching it here, so this uh, I'm just going to say higher. Was higher, 133. <laughs> yes. And Dwayne De Rosario, higher or lower than Jamie Moreno's 133. I don't think there's going to be many more than 133, so I'm going to go lower for a full house. Full House 104! Yes! Now, for a bonus point, can you tell me who was the first to 100? Oh, that Moreno. No. Oh. Henry? Yeah? It was Jason Christ! Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I guess Jason Christ was wrong there for me. Yeah, Jason Christ is always right. Apart from when he's in charge of Orlando. <laughs> Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Right, let's talk Rooney, because Wayne Rooney is moving from DC United back to the UK. A um, little bit weird for me, because I live in Derby. Yes. And Wayne Rooney is now going to be living round the corner from me. We've been watching him, we've been putting in effort to watch Wayne Rooney week in, week out for DC United, and now he's just going to be living around the corner. Well, you go to the same hairdressers as um, Ashley Cole went to. Is Ashley Cole still at Derby? No. No. Um, well, you went to the same barbers, mm. so, uh, you know, we know Wayne Rooney likes his... Can I just say, by the way, his hair, that so. doesn't... <laughs> got about as much as Ashley Cole has. <laughs> uh, can I just say, that makes it sound like a really expensive place? It's really not. No. Very cheap. Don't know with the Wayne Rooney thing. Obviously, there's a lot come out after it, especially with the, uh, the betting company yeah. supposedly helping to fund the deal and and all of that I, I personally I think it's disappointing for the league you know it's I know we've still got Zlatan and, and Schweinsteiger and Nani and, and you know big names there but in a league that's trying to progress in a league that's trying to attract these big names to it Wayne Rooney leaving to go to Derby County in the championship is not really great for it so I'm I'm really disappointed in it there's two sides to this so the way I look at it is you can be a really disappointed because which which I was because I think MLS is um, it's big enough now and it's respected enough now and people are people in the UK are starting to learn you know that MLS is actually all right mm. and uh, Rooney going over there doing really well dropping back playing deeper learning to play a different ways become very very much a David Beckham in his um, range of passing it's incredible his accuracy passing this season has been unbelievable whereas you see him as a goal scorer like when he left the Premier League you're like Wayne Rooney goal scorer um, he's learned to play a different way and I think he's been very effective he's been massive for DC you cannot underestimate how big he's been for DC and I think it's a real shame that the league has lost Wayne Rooney when it looked like he could have ended his career there but then I look at it the other way and think, well, wait a minute, right? So I speak to people in the UK and they're like, MLS. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Because you took Ashley Cole when LA Galaxy didn't even want him. I think it's fair to say, and I see this on Twitter all the time, people in the UK don't respect MLS. People in America have loads of respect for the Premier League and they don't care about the championship. And I think there might be people saying, oh, yeah, I do. But 90% of people in the USA who love soccer and, and Canada are not interested in the championship. And no. they write it off. And actually, such a tough league. Like, so difficult. Especially this year, because Bolton aren't in it. 
It's got a lot tougher. Yeah, it's got a lot tougher. You're not even guaranteed your six points from Bolton. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think when LA Galaxy didn't want Ashley Cole, he was he was poor. Let's be mm. honest. He was he's had poor games for LA Galaxy. Derby went, oh, we'll have him. And Derby, once again, have now taken Wayne Rooney and can't pay his wages without a um, you know a, a sponsor stepping in and doing some kind of, I don't want to say dodgy deal, but dodgy deal. And, and I think that says a lot. The MLS is in a position where if it's going to lose its big players, other leagues are having to really, really fight and try and make deals work to, to bring them here. And I, I think, again, you can see that as a positive. Yeah, you can. Uh, to be fair, on a Wayne Rooney point of view, I can see why he's done it. You know, he's he's got a coaching role with them as long as well as playing football and a nagging wife who wants to go home. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Derby's not that far away from Liverpool, is it? About no. two hours or something. So uh, I can see it. If what you know, it's disappointing for the league. I know uh, some DC fans we saw on our Twitter who were disappointed and then they, they were a bit angry about it but I think when it all the dust settles Wayne Rooney we'd like to think he'll come back into the team and play for the rest of the season he said he wants to Yeah. as an Atlanta fan I hope this isn't the case but as an MLS fan I would love to see a fairy tale ending and the uh, the walk away MLS Cup champions but I we'll really see. want to see that now like complete the journey mm. lift the trophy um, somebody whose journey has come to an end yes. is Mike Petkey we had uh, Joe on, who was an RSL fan the mm. other the other week. Uh, check that out if you can. It was a good chat. He's uh, some RSL fan on Twitter, his actual handle. Uh, and he was saying, I, I asked him about Mike Petkey, and he was kind of saying, well, you know, as the club wants to move on, but the majority of fans don't mind Petkey being there. And you know what you get with him. He's a very outspoken. Was it last year against Minnesota? He said, oh, drain my bank account, yeah, I don't yeah. care. You know these type of things he's capable of, and obviously it came down to the League's Cup match the other week when he uh, was very outspoken and, and quite aggressive towards the referee. Yeah, I mean, supposedly the word he used in Spanish is a very, very, very um, inappropriate term, so I don't want to get into that, whether he did or didn't say it or meant it in that way or didn't mean it in that way. Um, but for me, I think it's more, it's just a bridge too far. I think it's, you know, as a fan, you love to see it. You love to, you love to see your manager like that, defending their players, you know, standing up um, for the club against mm. MLS, against pro, when nine times out of ten he's been correct to do so. And I think we love to see, drain my bank account, I don't care, because something needs to change. I think we're sort of like, yeah, do you know what? Go on, lad. But as his employer... You can only there's only so many times you can stand by and watch this happen before you have to just admit that actually do you know what sometimes you have to fall in line and I think nine times out of ten we, we've probably taken Mike Pecky's side they've got a good chance of making the playoffs this season anyone can beat anyone so again a good chance of getting to that MLS Cup final there's no reason why RSL could not make that final because anyone can beat anyone in the playoffs. We just said we're not sure LAFC can go all the way because they lose random games. And I just think it's a very, very difficult position for the owners to be in when they're in contention. He's doing very well, but he keeps getting himself in these situations. Yeah, uh, I mean, you look at RSL, they're sixth at the moment in the um, you know in the West, and you look, RSL will always be between 6th and ninth. That's just the type of team they mm. are. Uh, so maybe looking forward for them, it could be a good thing for that sort of... You can be stable for so long. Maybe they need that change, a bit of freshness coming into it, and they can uh, maybe push forward then, perhaps bring in some different players, go all out, try and get that marquee signing. Yeah. Um, but uh, at the same time, we've seen with Vancouver, you get that disruption mm. it can have that, um, that negative effect so well, it'd be interesting to see RSL now to the end of the season because uh, we saw with LA Galaxy and Vancouver when they changed their managers they didn't quite go to plan at the end of last season how RSL are going to finish will be really interesting because they are an unpredictable side anyway they have a great home record and a poor away record every season yeah. Yeah, apart from the FZ Dallas game a few weeks ago, you're always guaranteed goals with them, and but they will always concede. So it'd be really interesting to watch them now. But Mike Peck, he was going to go after what he's done with RSL. You'd you'd have liked to have thought that he would have been able to go out on his own terms, and maybe at the end of a season or or whatever. It's just a shame that it's it's ended in this way. But with Ramondo leaving as well, it's going to be a Months of, of change for RSL. Mm, the winds of change ringing round the Rio Tinto. <laughs> okay, should we get another guest on? 
Yes, Tyler, who is a Columbus fan. We had him on last season. We had him on during the Save the Crew stuff that was going on. Mm. So we thought we'd get him on again. He spoke to me um, last week. And if you head to our Twitter, at MLS UK Show, you can hear a quote from him, what he had to say for the Hellies Real Derby. Of course, we've edited that out because that's in the past now. <laughs> Here's Tyler from Massive Report, which is the SB Nation Columbus Crew page. The MLS UK Show. I tell you what, let's start with the Save the Crew stuff. You saved the crew, so congratulations yep. on that. Um, Thank you. Where's your head at with that whole experience? Well, the the whole experience in general was was a fantastic one. From you know, from the grassroots movement starting the pretty much a couple of days after Anthony Precourt made that announcement, um, to now it's uh, it's become fruition that you know we we still have a team and. It's uh, we're moving in the right direction, opening up our new stadium here in a couple of years. Um, as far as my head, my head is uh, solely focused on this season. Everything that's happened is in the past. I'm still with the Save the Crew movement. I mean, we're still they're still growing strong and and uh, everything like that. But um, looking forward to hopefully a, a good push for the playoffs this year, and uh, looking forward to the new stadium opening. So, what's the purpose of that movement now? Has it just become like a Columbus Crew supporters uh, club, or is there still lots to do with it? Uh, still lots to do with it. Um, I mean, they uh, they're more independently working uh, working on you know how they too can support the club in the way that um, you know it's. If it happened to another team, like it's happening to uh, the the Chicago Fire, if it happened to um, any any other club in in MLS, it's more of a uh, more of a, a foundation uh, group of fans that you know we've been through this before. We know exactly what you guys might go through or what you guys are going through. Um, so it's it's basically just one of those things where you know it's we know what's going on. We know how we can help you guys get your situation fixed. Um, so, of course, for, for us here in the UK, we've only ever seen this, what really happened once when um, Wimbledon became Milton Keynes and moved uh, however many miles away it is. I know this is a, a, a very much a, a US sports thing, really, with the franchise sort of way that the US sports deal with things. But is this one of the drawbacks to US sports that teams can just move hundreds of miles away? I think it is. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the sport here is growing. Um, you know, there's, you know, Atlanta United with the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and whatnot, the, the shiny new things that are uh, starting to pop up. And I think it's it's one of those things where somebody sees or uh, an owner sees something, they're like, hey, we want that, but we don't think we can have it here. And I think it's becoming too too comfortable for especially in, you know, baseball or basketball here in the States. Um, I think it's becoming more comfortable for them to find somewhere else to go to get that shiny new toy that they need. But I think they underestimate the the power of fans' voice um, that can be heard. And, that, you know, that's a prime example of what we did. We, Don Garber and Anthony Brugard kind of underestimated us, but then when we came out victorious, you know, they're like, hey, you know, you guys, we we heard you loud and clear now, and you know, we we got to keep the team. So, what's the feel? You mentioned Don Gabler. What's the feel towards him and the MLS in general, like the at sort of top level of MLS from Columbus Crew? Uh, I mean, me me personally, I I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's it's a business. Um, MLS is a business, and you know, sometimes things go their way, sometimes things don't. It's for me, I, I'm neutral. I don't either hate nor love Don Garby. He's a businessman trying to run a business. Um, but I, I, I think I can speak for a lot of Columbus Crew fans that, uh, you know, there's uh, there's a small portion of uh, of hatred to him. But me personally, I have nothing against the guy. He's just trying to run a business. You said there some of the fans have that hatred. Is that because the, do you feel that the MLS turned the back on Columbus Crew a bit? Yeah, I also think it's the the underestimation that the league had against uh, the Save the Crew movement because you know we're one of the we're one of the MLS originals, and it's it's one of those things again where it's like they underestimate us, but then you know once our voice is heard, it's 
becoming more powerful to not only the league, but to clubs around the league also that if it can happen to us, it can happen to anybody. Well, we're delighted that obviously it's, it's a positive outcome. Even, I guess, if you're on the other side of it in Austin and you wanted a, a, a soccer team in Austin, they've got one. So I guess everyone's won at the end of the day. It, yeah. When Austin come into the league, is, is that going to be is that going to be played up more than what it should or is there going to be a rivalry there? Um, I think it's going to be more of a rivalry than anything. But then again, of course, I've I've seen many people say, you know, we we don't hate the 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 fans of Austin FC, you know, it's they they wanted a team, they got it. We don't hate them. We just want them to realize that, you know, the guy that's now in charge, a few years from now, if that doesn't work out, you're going to be probably put through the same thing. This season, then Caleb Porter is, is has come in. And on the podcast, I kind of say for Columbus, it's a bit like um, after all what happened last season and all the stuff behind the scenes, it's kind of the calm after the storm in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Is that how you see it? Because, I mean, let's face it, for Columbus being 11th in the conference is not really what we expected at the start of the season. I agree with the calm after the storm. I mean, if you look back at the the previous regime, I mean, they it was a lot of shakeups. And then towards the end, you know, with the announcement and stuff, it was just as if a tornado went through the whole front office and just nothing was picked up. To be honest, I think the fans expected uh, more out of Caleb Porter this year. Um, Me not being one because I know how much of a mess was made. And somebody mentioned this before. I can't remember who, but you can't fire a coach after – X amount of games because of a of a bad form. You know he has to get his right players, which he is now, and he has to you know find the the niche that works with the guys all in one. And it's it's not fair to call for somebody's job so many amount of games in. The first start of the season was good, but with the with the injury bug hitting us and you know guys leaving for international duty, we didn't have that depth to remain confident enough to have that strong start of a season that we did. And um, I think Caleb's doing a great job with the guys. He's starting to get the guys on the same page. And uh, I'm looking forward to, again, hopefully making a push for the playoffs. Uh, yeah, well, uh, with the players that have come in, uh, the recent trades, and you're saying he's he's starting to get his own, he's put his own stamp on the squad. I mean, you're eight points behind as it, as it stands. There's always that one team that just comes from nowhere and makes the playoffs. Can you do it? Um, I think if we remain humble and, uh, you know, keep our focus to one, one game at a time and, you know, stay healthy, um, I, I can see us making that jump to, to make the playoffs. But it's, it's one of those things where we're hoping for the positive. And if not, I mean, we can always look forward to next season because we knew that this season was going to be a rough one, in which it has. But, I mean... I, th- I think a lot of us are just happy that we can actually go to games still. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Nice work. And I have to shout out Tyler as well because um, he's a very handy person to know and follow on Twitter when you do uh, my other job, um, analysing and predicting and previewing MLS games. Very, very good source for uh, Columbus News. So he doesn't know it. But I use his stuff all the time, so thank you, Tyler. <laughs> if you want to follow Tyler too, is at MR Tyler F. MR Tyler F. That's on Twitter. Okay, now um, over to Henry, who's come up with a brilliant idea for something which I'm a little bit confused about. Fill me in. So, what I've decided to do on the MLS UK show is crown our unofficial. MLS UK show champion. This is based on the likes of uh, boxing or wrestling or UFC, where the champion will always put their title on the line in the very next match they play. So starting from the start of this season, if Atlanta United were the reigning champions because they won MLS Cup last year, if they put their title on the line in every game, who would be champion now? So you mean like they lost it against DC? Yeah, so the opening game of the season, he got beat to DC. So then DC would become the unofficial champion. And then their next game, they'd put it on the line. So, and then so on. So if they got beat, Okay, the so they game, then get beaten by New York and then... New York become champion, right. right. Okay. So 
if we started this on game one, as we already know, Atlanta lost it in their first title defence. Yeah. Who do you think would be champion after last weekend's results? I'm just going to look at last weekend's results because otherwise I'll choose someone that lost and it's <laughs> yeah. completely pointless. Um, so I'll let you know that DC had it for three weeks. Uh, they were unbeaten until they then faced LAFC. They got beat 4-0 at home, if you remember. Yep. Uh, but then LAFC only had it for one game because then they lost <laughs> to Vancouver 1-0. And then obviously Vancouver then... Uh, do you know who they lost to in their next game? No. Orlando City. So Orlando City had it for one defence because they drew against New York City the game after. So we count okay. a draw as a title defence. Like basically winning at the minute so far. Um, but then Orlando lost to Toronto. Wow. So he had it for wow. one one game. So who do you think will be champion right now? Um, is it either Dallas or RSL? Right. Well, let's continue the trail then. So Orlando, they were beaten by Toronto. So that was what? End of April, start yeah. of May kind of time. Toronto then lost it in their next game to Atlanta, 2-0. Atlanta had it for two games and then lost to Red Bulls, 1-0. Red Bulls kept it for three games, but then, just before the break, they lost to Philadelphia, Mm 3-2. So Philadelphia had it for the break, but then only kept it after one defence because they lost to New York City. Uh Aha! New York City uh, then lost it after one defence because they got beat 1-0 at home to Portland. Yeah. Portland had it for four weeks but then got beat by Minnesota 1-0. Who have been beaten by FC Dallas. And (laughs) FC Dallas, yes! So FC Dallas are our unofficial MLS UK show champions. So for the rest of the season, we'll be keeping our eye on this. Now, when we were talking about it beforehand, I was like, oh, well, obviously it'll just filter into whoever wins the MLS Cup will be our unofficial champion. But Not you, true. Yeah, you made a good point. But let's say FC Dallas uh, kept it, and this was the last weekend of the season. They kept it. They only drew, but then didn't get into the playoffs. They would have it yeah. without being in the playoffs. So our unofficial champion could be a team that will have it for about four months. Because I've been to... Um... I've been to Orlando and watched like last games of the season when they haven't made the playoffs, but they've still won the game. We're going to do this for the rest of the season. Now, I will point out that in the regular season, if you draw, you get to keep the belt, if you will, and go to the next game. However, when it gets to the playoffs, if yeah. you draw, it will go to whoever wins the okay. penalties. Yep. So that's it. The, the unofficial MLS UK show champions are currently FC Dallas. This week in MLS. Right, so let's have a look at what's happening this weekend then in MLS. Uh, Just to point out, we're recording this on Wednesday, so uh, we don't know yet about the... Games tonight. uh, Yeah, there's games tonight. Also, Atlanta are playing in the Campionas Cup, so I obviously want to wish them good luck. And as an MLS UK show, we want to wish them good luck as well. Right, so games tonight. This is uh, Wednesday evening, Thursday morning here in the UK. Orlando City versus SKC. Uh, There's also some um, Canadian Championship games. Toronto versus Ottawa Fury. Toronto winning 2-0 on aggregate at the moment. Cavalry versus Montreal Impact. Montreal winning 2-1 at the moment. So hopefully we can have a Montreal-Toronto final in that. Uh, There's also Minnesota versus Colorado Rapids. RSL versus Seattle and Portland versus Chicago Fire. Hmm. By the way, FC Dallas taking on LA Galaxy. Could be a title change yeah. tonight. I'm predicting probably not. Um, uh, LA Galaxy have not held our unofficial title this season so far. So. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, let's start with New York Red Bulls taking on New England Revolution. So this is on Sunday, well, Saturday night, Sunday morning, midnight, here in the UK. Um, I'm going Red Bulls win. They're at home. I'd fancy them against New England. Mm, it's a different New England side, isn't it? It is. I think it'd be close. I think it'd be 2-1. Yeah, I'm going to go one goal in it. I'm going to go 1-0 Red Bulls. FC Cincy versus New York City. Good point last weekend for FC Cincy. This game wow. is kind of sandwiched in between the two Hellies Real games. Irrelevant point, I think, is what you mean. <laughs> um, NYCFC... 3-1. I think 3-0. I, I don't see Cincy beating New York City. Toronto are away at Columbus. Um, is, like used to be a massive game. Not so much now. I wasn't impressed with Toronto when I saw him against Orlando. No. Uh, they did have the majority to play, but 
I thought they didn't do really do much with it. Um, I'm going to go Columbus with this, 2-1. One. one all. Montreal versus FC Dallas at half 12 as well. It's difficult with Montreal. They, they've they kind of been two different teams this season. It's exactly what happened last year, but the other way around. They were terrible and then good. I'm going home win here. I'm going 2-0 Montreal. I'm going to agree with you because I think Montreal... I, I still going off that 4-0 win against Philadelphia a few weeks ago. I think they'll get a win. I think they'll win 3-0. Chicago then take on Philadelphia. Uh, Chicago playing midweek, remember? So I'm going to say... Well, maybe not give them as much of a chance. I think Philly win 2-0. We've agreed a lot today. I'm going to go 2-1 to Philly. Okay. Um, Orlando are away at Minnesota, which is literally just a <laughs> tragedy waiting to happen. Especially with Adrian Heath in charge. Minnesota, uh, 3-1 winners. Um, if you remember on the last episode, I don't. we we nearly didn't do a prediction for Minnesota because they're at home to Vancouver and we just assumed yeah. they'd win. Didn't happen, but I'm going to go for a Minnesota win at the weekend. 3-1. Same score then. Uh, SKC take on... Uh, oh, by the way, we got told off for calling them Kansas. Have you seen this? We keep getting told off for calling calling them Kansas so we have to call them Sporting Kansas City from now on I don't understand is Par- it Kansas State apparently there's another Kansas like that we they could get confused with and I'm like well there's only one Kansas team in MLS so I'm probably going to be talking about them <laughs> probably not talking about the other Kansas is this Kansas the Wizard of Oz one or is that the other Kansas <laughs> <laughs> yes hence Kansas City Wizards Oh, right. Okay. That's where ah, that comes from. Penny's okay. Right, I didn't know. Right, Sporting Kansas City, <laughs> for those who complained. Versus Jose. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can't <laughs> say that, mate. It's the San Jose Earthquakes. You have to get it right. Um, I'm going to go for a San Jose win, funnily enough. I'm going to go 2-0, San Jose. Uh, go on, SKC. You've got to turn it round at some point. Uh, can you call them Sporting Kansas City, please? Thank you. Sporting Kansas City... FC? Do we have an FC after it as well? Mm, just Sporting Kansas City. Uh, keep it simple. High scoring game, 3 2. Okay, Houston versus Colorado. This is your Western matchup. Houston at home? Yeah, I'll go for it. 2 0. Yeah, 3 1. Houston. LA Galaxy take on Seattle Sounders. This could be a unofficial MLS yeah. UK show uh, title match. Sounders second in the league. LA. This is big for the league, by the way. Big yeah. for the standings. Um, 1-1 draw. Big games. Latin will turn up. Um, 3-1 to LA Galaxy. Okay. Uh, Pet Keyless RSL take on LAFC. Now, RSL at home Mm. versus LAFC, who are just incredible anywhere. I'm going 2-0 LAFC. 4-1 LAFC. Okay. Whitecaps, that's the Vancouver kind, by the way, uh, versus DC United. Now, normally, I'd, I know DC won in the last game, but I think there's going to be a few weeks of sort of unpredictable results with them. So, actually, yeah, in that case, then, I'm going to go 1-0 Vancouver. 1-0 Vancouver? Mm-hmm. I'll go 2-1 DC. And rounding off the weekend, Portland versus Atlanta. This is at 3am on Monday morning. I hate to do this. I really do. But Portland at home, fresh off a 4-0 win against LA Galaxy. Portland to win 2 0. 2 2. Anyway, we've both backed our teams to lose this weekend. <laughs> yeah. That's MLS in a nutshell, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, before we go, it's the game with the changing name. You got it right. Well done. Um, do you want to recap? Yes. Can you give me the team? Uh, I'll tell you what. Let me recap yeah. and see if you get it. And then if not, I'll give you the team. Okay. Uh, so this player started at Swedish side Halmstad in 1994. Right. Right. So think about it. 1994. They then moved to the Premier League and played for 10 years at a Premier League club, big club, top four club, made 216 appearances. They then went to West Ham, 25 appearances before moving to Seattle in MLS in 2009. They then went to Chicago in 2010. I, know, I think no. the pennies dropped. I know, no. Celtic before retiring in 2014. Henry, first of all, what's the other club? Arsenal. It's Arsenal. The West Ham and Celtic thing threw me, but it is Frederick Youngberg. Yes. Nailed it. Um, I didn't know he played for, for those sides, I, no. uh, the MLS sides either. But yeah, I think the, the 
The West Ham, I don't remember him playing for West Ham, I've got to be honest. Uh, do you re- not? really don't remember him playing for Celtic. So I don't remember Celtic, but I remember West Ham. But do you know how I found this out? Uh, I saw a, a Lundberg jersey, Seattle jersey. Uh, I think it was either being auctioned off or is it, uh, it was somewhere yeah, online. Yeah. And uh, I thought, that's a bit weird. I was like, has he got a brother? Is his brother played in MLS? And I was like, as if actual Freddie Lundberg played in MLS. I'm sorry that I didn't know that. I apologise. I love Freddie Lundberg. Same. The Arsenal days were, were great. He's back there now, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, yeah. Does he still have the red streak in his hair? No. No, that's a shame. I've got any hair. <laughs> uh, so that's it for season two, episode 18. Uh, thanks to Greg Ranjit Singh for joining us on the show. Thanks to Tyler as well, uh, Columbus fan. Uh, we'll be back next time. Uh, hopefully, we'll have another player. We've got one booked in. We'll try and get that on uh, for next next time. And uh, we'll also be... And then not a goalkeeper. Uh, we'll also be keeping up to date with the unofficial MLS UK show champion. We'll have another round of The Price is Right. And we'll be knocking out another team in our uh, playoff predictor. Yes. Just keep knocking them out. Right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.